either my son is going to say, Dad, I was always here. I was always watching you. Why did you fall apart? Or he's going to say, Dad, I'm so proud of how you carried on and all the people you helped. And this beautiful father said, I just want to be sure that he can say he was proud of me. And that just made me cry. It was so beautiful. We're both crying. Yes. <laughs> I know. I know. Today, we are going to dive deep into looking at the world through a divine lens and what exactly that means. Reverend Sue Frederick is going to teach us. She has the unique gift of powerful intuition, channeled wisdom from guides and departed loved ones, sacred numerology, and spiritual insights, and she helps lift us into the mystical for healing, grief, and finding purpose. Today, we are going to talk about her new book, Through a Divine Lens, Practices to Quiet Your Ego and Align with Your Soul. Welcome, Sue. Hi, Amy. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Well, I'm excited to talk with you, especially in what feels like really challenging times, about seeing the world through a divine lens. But before we do that, can you speak a bit to your out-of-body experience that allowed you and opened you up to writing this book? Yeah. As I had a fever, I got really sick in 2014 because I'd been teaching a, a big workshop and I flew home and I got too exhausted and and I was suddenly burning like 104 degrees of fever and a terrible cough. And one of those nights I lifted out of my body and the guides, the, these loving beings, I, they were either angelic beings or just guides, were holding me in outer space. You could say looking at planet Earth from a distance. And as they were showing the globe of planet Earth, you could see these beams of light shooting up from various places on Earth. And then there were also different dark sections of the globe. And as one light would shoot up, it would spark another light. And they showed me it was like a river, a moving river of light around the planet. And I said, what is this? And they said, each time a soul wakes up to remember that they are more than a physical being, that they're a divine being who came for a purpose to help humanity evolve and opens their heart and remembers that it's all about love and compassion, a light shoots up into the universe and illuminates other people and helps other people wake up. And then that light spreads around the world. And they kept saying, no matter how hard things get in the next few years, you have to help people remember that the light is always winning. It is always flowing around and filling in the darkness. And that light represents love. The love is always winning. And they said, so when things get hard, people can't focus on the momentary details. They have to pull back and look at it from that soul perspective, that divine lens, and remember the big picture of what this is all about. And as soon as I could get over my fever, I grabbed my computer and just started writing because it... The message just kept pouring in through that book, through a divine lens. But you had had experiences like this before. Had they ever, was there something different or more profound about this experience than the yeah. other ones? 
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, because the others had always been about... Um, Oh, you know, my departed husband coming back and giving me messages and my departed best friend and so many departed spirits always talking to me about what happens when we cross over and how there is no death. And so they had been constantly teaching me about that. Um, but I had never kind of received a message for the whole planet before, right? Mm-hmm. And so when this was shown to me, I remember thinking my first thought was, why? Like, why are they showing me? Like, who am I to to see this, you know? And they were just saying, things are going to get really tough. And there are people like you who can help the world understand it. Not that I'm the only one, but that I'm one of the people who agreed to kind of share that viewpoint. And, you know, at the time, I have to confess that when I started processing it, it took me a long time to really understand because the world, I kind of thought the world was doing okay, you know? Well, in 2014, it was certainly better than it's doing in 2024. I know, and I've always been this optimist, Pollyanna, you know? And um, and so I remember when things started to shift around 2017, where I was like, wow, this is what they were talking about. Because I at first found myself getting angry at the world, right? And, you know, angry at certain politics and things. And then I re- kept remembering that vision oh, this is something we have to go through because no matter how it looks, we're here to feel that love. And so the hard lesson that humanity is facing right now, we can't argue with each other anymore and try to convince another person of the ideas that we think are right. It's a call to love. And it's so hard for us because it means we have to feel compassion for those we disagree with, for those we think are being harmful. And that compassion, that love sparks that light up into the universe that I saw in that vision. And it helps the world wake up. And it really does feel like we've lost 
any ability to be compassionate towards <laughs> towards other. It's become about I'm right, right versus I'm compassionate. And that has divided families. It's divided relationships and couples mm-hmm. and friends. You can and see countries it in countries. You can see it everywhere you look. Mm-hmm. But this had to really come to the boiling point so that we could choose. And we're in it now. I mean, I do think, I keep telling my husband, uh, I really do think we have to surrender to the fact that, you know, there could be violence in our country soon, this year, probably next year. There could be things that we never thought would happen here happening. And rather than resisting it, being angry about it, fighting about it, step into the understanding that, oh, I have to take my stand. My stand is I'm going to find a way to be loving and compassionate and helpful no matter what unfolds. Each of us has to find what is our stand going to be in this moment. When you had that out-of-body experience, did you experience them telling you, it's going to last X years and this is going to be the result. <laughs> I know. Like, is there an end in sight for us here? Or what's, what's happening? That's such a good question because everybody always wants to know, like, when are things going to get better? Well, one thing is I've studied sacred numerology since 1980. And, and that has always kind of brought me back to being able to kind of look at a timeline for things. Um, numerology, in my opinion, it came to me in 1980 when my husband had died. And it was the first thing that helped me begin to see that differently, to see that loss differently. And you were really young. I was 29. Yeah. yeah, And your husband was in his 30s. Yeah. And he died of colon cancer. So he suffered terribly for a year. And, you know, man, I was angry and I felt cheated and all the stuff that grieving people feel. And and um and friend was worried about me i'd been to a therapist i was doing everything but nothing was helping and a friend sent me uh, somebody to do a numerology reading with me and she changed my life in an hour because everything she shared with me about why my soul came here to experience that loss, what I was trying to learn and what I was supposed to do moving forward. And the soul agreement I had had with my husband, Paul. And it was like, as she talked, I knew in every cell of my body, it was true. It was one of those moments where you don't argue, you just sit there going, I, I know this. Thanks for reminding me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's when we, I think when we talk about soul knowing, yes. that's exactly what you're referring to that's is it. that moment, yep. you know it in your core. Yeah. And so in numerology, each person on earth has their own nine year reinvention cycles. And I always help clients go back and look at those. What were your own turning points? Where are you headed? But when we look at the world, we can say, well, it's so interesting because 2024, starting in January, is an eight universal year. Eight is the number of power. And what that means is humans are trying to figure out what is the right use of power. And usually, first, they have to misuse it to find the correct use. And that we look back through history and see Hitler misused power. And then we began to think about the right use and try to help people. And now we're kind of in that place again of misusing power so that people can claim the right use of power. And it's all happening in an election year. So that's why I say there may be violence next year because violence is a powerful act and it's not Mm -hmm. not for good, but it's a powerful act. And then we go universally 
2025 into a nine year, and that's an ending of an important cycle in humanity. So you can think of 2025 as really being the transition where we let go of the ways we have tried to navigate and make the world survive. And we have to shift our values, our ways of being. And I believe we're always shifting towards the light. So in my way of seeing it, by the time we hit 2026, we are in a new and much better phase of humanity on earth. I've heard that from several people that around 2025, like astrology and that that's really this like tipping point. So it's interesting to hear hear that many people are saying that that really validates it. Mm -hmm. So what is the like, is there a. Is there another option that we might not do what needs to be done? You're, you're, you seem very positive about humanity, which we'll get well, to the divine the, lens. Yeah, but. I mean, that, you know, the guides really showed me that because I often think if I hadn't had that vision, I might still be really angry at the world. I might still be fighting. You know, I might still be. And part of what happened for me in 2017 is I realized I need to take a stand for love and for the light. And even though I had been working with clients for 20 years and written books and studied Buddhism and Hinduism and grew up Catholic, then I decided to go to Unity Ministerial School. And I spent four years in school, but also working with clients. It was online school and really reaffirming for me that this is an all good, all God consciousness run universe. And I don't mean God in a traditional religious dogmatic way. God, in as I see it, is a force of unconditional love that runs this universe and is inside of all of us. And the minute we begin to accept that, open to that, know that we are part of that loving consciousness, we can be that source of love and compassion for the world. And that's why I became a unity minister, because I wanted my soul to say, we're going this way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, and what does it mean to wear a divine lens? Oh, yeah. Well, each of us here on Earth, you know, we have moments of really looking at the world through the human mind, the ego lens. That's just part of being human. And, you know, we're never going to stop that as long as we're in the body. That's just part of our experience here. But the moment we notice that we're feeling angry, separated from others, depressed, anxious, afraid, we can take a breath. And the easiest thing to do is to simply say, Ah, please, divine guides, lift me above these emotions. Show me this moment through my soul's higher divine lens. Help me see the grace in this moment. Just calling out for that, that prayer is always answered. That's the Mm. one prayer that is answered immediately for all of us. And it's easy. So you will have that instantaneous knowing of... Well, you'll have a moment where you'll feel, ah, maybe there's a different way to look at this. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. You know, and that's the first step. The moment we go, maybe there's a different way to look at this. Then we're receptive and the guides and the angels and our departed loved ones are trying to help us consider it differently. So, for example, I work with many grieving people and many of them are grieving parents. And so, as you can imagine, you know, they're very devastated by the loss of a child. To me, there's no greater pain than that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they'll be in that moment of pain. And the minute they say, could my child still exist in spirit? Is there another way for me to see this? Is there another way for me to experience a relationship with my child and understand about life and death? Instantly, their child is like, Mom, here's a sign. Mom, don't you hear my voice? You know, Mm -hmm. Mom. And the children are so loud and good at giving their parents these signs because the children want their parents to wake up to the fact that they're not dead. They're not, they're alive and well in the divine realms. And that's a hard thing for our human minds to accept because we look at death. You know, most, most grief counselors will say, you know, you just have to accept that they're gone and over time you'll get over this. Whereas when you think, well, what if my son or my daughter was fulfilled in what they came to do, even if it's not a conscious mind thing, mm-hmm. their soul actually fulfilled what they came to do and teach. And they crossed over now to help all of us awaken that there is no death. And they are constantly giving us signs and loving on me and helping me wake up and evolve. And what if I could help another grieving parent with that? And you see the trickle of the of the light shine on all of those grieving people. And I so have that's to, when other lights start to right. beam because other people are waking up to a different way of being. And I have to say, I am involved with the best, in my opinion, nonprofit organization in the world. And it's called, it's not mine, uh, another friend of mine started it, but it's called helpingparentsheal.org. Oh. So I urge any grieving parents to go check out that website, watch their videos. They have free caring listeners. They have many free resources. And it's all about helping these parents realize your child is still here trying to help you. (laughs) Well, it's amazing. Forever Family Foundation is similar, I think. They do similar work where they also, it's not about your child being They're gone from their physical body, but how you can connect with them. And it's such a different way of helping people to grieve that looks like you and I were talking before, both psychologically, right? You have to grieve the physical death. That person is no longer here in the capacity in which they were. But how can you think about their relationship a little bit differently? How can you think about that? And I always say this as a parent. I don't know that I would have such an easy time doing that. I would understand it on a cognitive. I mean, I get it because this is what I speak about, but like the feeling of it, 
I feel like it would take a lot for me to start to embody that. Yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. But let me just share. Yesterday, I participated in a walk with one of my good friends here. I'm very close to all these grieving moms through Helping Parents Heal because it started here in Arizona where I live. So I'm very good friends with Elizabeth Boisson, who started it. She's a magnificent soul. She's lost two children. Um so one of the moms, Carol, had invited everybody out for a hike. She does an annual memorial hike for her beautiful son who crossed when he was 19. And she has a big picture of him up there raising his arms in a victory sign. And the day before he crossed, he had climbed a little peak here in Arizona. And he had, there was a picture of him with his arms up in this oh. beautiful victory sign. And the next day he was involved in an accident that um, took his life right away. So Carol and her husband, um, the, the father of this beautiful boy, they do this walk. And I got to go there and there were hundreds of other parents mm. there. And at one point, the dad said, he said, look, I know that at the end of this life, either my son Tyler is going to say, dad, I was always here. I was always watching you. Why did you fall apart? Or he's going to say, Dad, I'm so proud of how you carried on and all the people you helped. And this beautiful father said, I just want to be sure that he can say he was proud of me. And that just made me cry. It was so beautiful. We're both crying. Yes. <laughs> I know. It doesn't I take know. much for me these days. I but. know. I know. Is that yeah. you were talking about um, in your book, uh, the son that was talking about being a hungry ghost? Is oh, that a that's, different? That's a different story. Yeah. I mean, I've worked with so many of these parents and they all have their own different ways of kind of awakening to it. But the great thing about doing the work I do is I get to witness these kinds mm -hmm. of experiences. This mom had been a nurse and she had lost her son to leukemia. And for anybody who works in the medical field, it's an extra painful burden that you try to get them to all the right doctors, all the best treatments. And then you have this understanding that, wow, it's not about that. They are not going to be healed. There is a different thing happening here mm -hmm. and I have to surrender. And this mom was so grief stricken and so devastated. And and like all parents, she blamed herself. Like, I should have found a different doctor, a different treatment, you know. Right, if we just would have done this right. or done that. And that's part of the toxic guilt that humans take on. But our beloved spirits are watching us going, stop it. It was my sole exit point. There was nothing you could have done to stop mm -hmm. it. This was our agreed upon agreement. And so in a meditation that we did in the class where they each picked up their pen and I guided them to do some automatic writing from their child. And it's amazing but when those parents trust and they just start writing what they're hearing, they get these very specific messages from their children in the child's voice, which begins to prove to them that their child really is still conscious and aware and with them. And this mom got a whole message about 
don't be a hungry ghost mom, you know, and all this language that the mom, the nurse did not understand. And she shared it with us as a group and said, help me understand what this means. And we were all crying because her son had studied Buddhism. And in Buddhism, they talk about how, you know, a certain realm of the divine might be souls who are afraid of looking at the light and looking at God. And so they're kind of lost until they choose to look at that. And they call that realm the hungry ghosts. I think every religion has some version of that. Catholics might call it hell, you know, and and yet it's really just the soul needing to call out for light and for love and for the, for God. And her son was telling her, the mom, don't be a hungry ghost. Look to the light. Look to the love. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. And it was such a beautiful wake up for her because she even went back in his notes then, his notebook he'd always kept and found specific stuff where he wrote about, I refuse to live this life as a hungry ghost. I'm aligning with God and light and love at every step. I mean, these children who cross early, I've come to believe they're highly evolved souls and they just don't need to stay here a long time. The rest of us are here because we're still learning. <laughs> right, right. Well, and Brian Weiss always said, went to one of his courses and he said, it's interesting that we say people who like have this knowledge are old souls. He's like, it's what, how did he phrase it? It's the, um, it's they're old. If they're old souls, it means they're not getting it. <laughs> they have to keep coming back and coming right. back and coming back. Well, I always um, say it's the new, the new well, souls. I, and I always say, you know, if you leave early, it means you've got it figured out. You accomplished what you came. And I said, look, I'm in my 70s. So what does that tell you? I'm still learning. I am still You're trying to 70s? figure it out. Yeah, but it's a soul agreement. And, and here's how I look at it. I know that I came, there's many different way origins of souls. And one of Wait, them I is... I can't get over that you're in your 70s. So I need lighting. that secret. Don't worry about it. It's the Zoom lighting. <laughs> if you love the show, there are several ways you can show the love. You can go to patreon.com at Dr. Amy Robbins, just put in my name, and support the show in any monetary amount you feel comfortable. Five, ten, twenty dollars a month makes the world of difference to me. So I would appreciate if you could support the show, if you're already supporting the show. There aren't enough ways to put into words how grateful I am for that support. It literally has made such a difference to me and it is what keeps this show going. So thank you so much. Also make sure you're subscribed anywhere you can get the show. You are following me on Instagram. Please subscribe to my newsletter, dramyrobbins.com, where I do bi-monthly soul wisdoms. I'm going to be getting back to that. I took a little break, but they are coming back. And also you can follow me on Instagram at Dr. Amy Robbins. That is where I'm the most active. That's the social media platform you can find me on the most frequently. And just reach out. Let me know your thoughts on a podcast. Share the podcast with friends, whomever you think would be interested in this topic. Just please pass it along. And thanks as always for your support. No, but um, I know that I came in with a posse of very highly evolved souls. And I also know that I was kind of the the lagger, you know, the one who was always like not learning as much, not trying as hard. And so we all made this agreement. And I remember saying to them, all right, you guys can kind of 
do your learning and you can leave early if that's what your soul is all about. But I'm going to have to stay until I really start understanding it and then helping others. And that was kind of our agreement. Because when I was 29, 30, 31, 32, in a row, I lost probably the five people I was closest to in the world. And I know they're all angelic soul beings, and they're highly evolved, and they're still with me, teaching me. But I was like, why can't I go be with them? Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, why numerology really helped me, because it showed me that my path is the 22-4, which is a teacher who comes here to shift consciousness with ideas, with wisdom, with content. I've written 11 books and with to develop strength, inner and outer strength. Well, that's my story. Anybody who knows me will say, oh, Sue's been developing strength in this lifetime and she's sharing content as she learns it, she shares it with the world. So I'm ready to go any moment, but I haven't accomplished it. <laughs> is there is there a difference you talk about sacred numerology for versus intuitive numerology? Well, you know, when you do numerology since 1980, you start learning it in a different way. Like I've even had guides tell me different things and explain the numbers to me. And I've had spirit guides helping me understand it. I work with clients by doing their chart and then putting my hand on their information and then really channeling it in for them. And what I've learned from that is that some people, because I trained people in numerology for a long time, and I got frustrated because people would get obsessed with the kind of mundane parts of numerology where they would say, oh, it's a four personal day for me. Does that mean I shouldn't go to the grocery store? You know, and I'd be like, no, the numbers aren't your God. The numbers are assigned to help you live your best life here. And you can't get locked down in this idea of, you know, oh, it's I'm on such and such a path. And so therefore I don't have good luck or something. There's a lot of people teaching numerology in a way that really turns me off. It sort of says, oh, this is a random universe and you randomly came in at this time and therefore this is your path that you're stuck on. So I, I've heard a very famous numerologist say that. Well, and, and I think that that's also where psychology and spirituality can right. work together or right. at odds. Like right. if that's what you believe, then you're not going to do anything to grow. You're going to be a victim in your life. Right. Oh, this is what I've heard this about right. astrology, right. Enneagram, like any Amy, of these. You're so right, Amy, because what if we say, because this is how I see it, our souls, Amy, you and I were hanging out in the divine realms and we were filled with unconditional love and wisdom. And there was a call that went out that said, you know, the earthly realm, planet Earth in particular, is really at a tipping point of consciousness. It's really messed up down there. Who's willing to go in and really step up while they're there and help shift consciousness? to a higher frequency. And Amy, we said, I'll go. <laughs> and we wrote the life plan. And, and in other words, I chose the 22-4 path. You chose your path. And I chose that certain people would in my posse were going to break my heart in certain ways. And I would have a choice of how I move through that. And then we come in and then we forget. 
and we start believing, oh, I'm a victim here. All these circumstances are beyond my control. I can just be angry about it and sit back and watch it unfold. Many people try that. It doesn't make you happy and it doesn't make your life worthwhile and productive. So how do we begin to awaken in consciousness? I think the biggest first step is we have to learn to quiet the mind. And I know people, I've been doing meditation since the 70s every day, and I've kind of learned and evolved different techniques with it. But whatever technique helps people to quiet the mind and open the heart, that is what we have to do here. The mind is crazy. It's the ego. It's the human mind. And the only job that the ego has is to keep us alive here on earth. So it's going to say, protect yourself, compete with other people, right. you know, label right. them as narcissists and hate on them. <laughs> Where, whereas the soul is going, hey, these are all soul agreements designed for all of our evolution, and we're all in this together. What can we learn from it? How can we open our hearts and see it as souls on a journey, doing the best we can to help each other evolve? Well, and I think what you're talking about in meditation, what happens is you can start to observe your ego yes. as its its own entity. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, and so it, it acts up and you can go, oh, I see what you're doing. Go sit over there and have a cookie. I'm going to listen to my soul. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's amazing once you observe it. Yes. You're like, shut up. Right. Like, just be quiet. You know, I love Hindu meditations because I think repeating mm -hmm. Sanskrit sounds is the highest frequency of language on earth. And when we repeat a sound, whether it's Om or Om Namah Shivaya, these high frequency words really lift us up above the mind to that higher consciousness. And if we just repeat them quietly, even if you're having a bad day and you're at the grocery store, you know, and your thoughts won't shut up, you can just quietly be in your head repeating Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, and quieting the anxiety and this is a tipping point in consciousness here on earth right now where the monkey mind anxiety and fear is louder than ever. So anybody who's feeling that intensely, you're not alone. You're, it's not your fault. Just remember that the more you call for higher guidance that has a loving feeling to it, the more you learn to quiet that mind of fear that it's not real, the more you ask to see it through your soul's perspective, you will be lifted above it and not be filled with that incredible turmoil that is happening here on earth, that energy of turmoil. Do we have a role in, I guess, how do we negotiate not turning a blind eye to the turmoil, yeah. but not getting sucked into it? Like, how, no, do, I, how do you see your role? I think that's the hard part. Like, back in the 60s, I came of age. I mean, I, every time you keep going back a decade, I'm like, wait, how was she meditating in the 70s? She looks... Okay. It's just the lighting. <laughs> trust me. Um, in the 60s, you know, I marched against the Vietnam War, marched for women's rights, marched with the black movement. You know, we were like marching and protesting and all of that. And we thought we had changed the world, but obviously <laughs> we didn't, you know. But now that's why I feel like we were shown that that really wasn't the solution because now there's a different solution. 
yes, we can vote still and we can, you know, be loving and kind and compassionate still. But the more that we can say, I can't fix this world unless I simply feel my love and compassion and help everyone around me in the best way that I can. That has your light shooting up into the divine realms to help others. We can't go around arguing with our brother who disagrees us, you know, with us, or even I think, you know, I had fun at the women's march in 2017, but still we didn't change a lot, you know? So I'm thinking we really have to now do this internally. We have to do it from the heart and from our energetic shift and the energy we're putting out in the world. And, and that what is you, hard. Yeah. And what do you think about like these marches, are often in anger, right? They come from this place of anger, not from a place of love. And so... You know, that's the problem. I mean, that's why we might have ended the Vietnam War, but look where we are today. I mean, we're in another war, right? And even with women's rights, I mean, we did so much angry marching about that and and look where we are today with, you know, Supreme Court and all this stuff happening. So we have to try a different way now. And it's hard for humans because we are meant to argue. We are comfortable with fighting. <laughs> but what yeah. if we are souls on a journey and we've come to really understand that love and compassion and kindness is what we are being called to right now and that that's what's going to somehow energetically begin to shift humanity? It's, it seems so simple. I know. And people will argue with it and say, no, you know, and, and yes, we should vote definitely. But I think what we've really learned in the crumbling of so much of society in the last few years, that the things we used to rely on just aren't really working now. Mm -hmm. So we have to, again, go back to the source. And the source is we are part, each of us, even the bad actors are part of God consciousness. If we had one moment of one day where we all felt that and sent love to each other, I think we could change the world in that moment. And yet, Many people are not even considering that as an option, right. but the light is always winning, no matter how dark it can seem. That is good to hear. <laughs> how do you see joy and gratitude playing oh, out? Oh, they're the best. This? You know, when I work with clients who are really kind of shut down and in a lot of pain, I often say, let's just take a moment and feel gratitude, gratitude that you even knew that beautiful child, that you had them in your life, that you were able to love them. And in that moment of gratitude, we shift. We shift out of the mind and into the heart. And I always say, you can be grateful that you have a cat in the window. You can be grateful that the sun is shining. Any little thing you can be grateful for, that begins to open your heart and shift your frequency. I think we should be grateful that we are here on earth at this pivotal important time in human consciousness because we agreed to be part of this so let's be grateful that we're here and not angry about it and then see if we can shift into that loving consciousness that is our essence as divine beings mm -hmm. well i love that and we will end on that beautiful note because i think i mean this whole conversation, you, I feel lighter as a result of it. So oh, I hope that good. those who are listening also do, because I know right now the world feels really, really heavy. It does. And um, if we can 
you and I collectively bring more light and love and compassion. Compassion to me feels like even more so than love. It's like, it's right now that compassion feels like what's needed because I feel like we can't get to love without compassion. I totally agree. And the compassion comes from saying, I see you as a soul. I know you're doing the best you can in your journey of evolution and that you're playing exactly the role that you came here to play that is somehow in a way I can't understand helping humanity awaken. And so it is. And even, oh, I love it. And so it is. And even, and I think even in that darkness, that paradox, there, there is, if, if your experience of that person is dark and heavy, there, there, your experience of that is for some reason for you to be able to see that darkness, maybe in yourself as well. Right. And acknowledge those parts of ourselves in order to bring more light to it. Yeah. To feel it, to heal it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, you said an important thing that we have to feel the grief here. Yeah. We have to feel pain. We have to feel anger. We have to feel all of it so that we can also heal it and then make a shift into a different emotion of compassion. And that's the gift of pain is it shows us that everybody walking on earth is in pain of their own kind, no matter how it looks on the outside. So without knowing somebody's story, I know they're in pain if they're acting out. Mm -hmm. And I know that they've come from a place of great heart closing damage. So me arguing with them is not going to help them open their heart. Mm -hmm. Me having compassion and love for them, that's going to be the healing ticket. And maybe that comes with, I'm not engaging. I'm just giving you my compassion, but I'm not engaging in. Yeah. And a lot of it is not words anymore, Amy, you know, it's not like we go and have a healing conversation with somebody else to clear it up because they might not be ready for that. But in our meditation, we can send them unconditional love as a soul on a journey, see them smiling back at us as their best self, hold it and release. And we have helped that person heal and step up to their higher self. Well, Sue... Thank you for this conversation. If people are interested in your work, your new book, Through a Divine Lens, I love the cover, by the way. I'm like looking at it differently right now. Thank you. Um, It's on Amazon and they can go to my website, suefrederick.com. They can even calculate their own numerology soul path on my website, suefrederick.com. And all, all my books are on the homepage of my website and they take you to Amazon and and you have you do readings still you do numerology yeah i have a and- waiting list but i also have some new things i've just started some smaller group readings that i'm doing with groups so there's a lot of different events on my website so if you go to suefrederick.com you'll probably find something that works for you well thank you so much sue thank loved, you Amy. loved this time like what you heard today and want to hear more wondering what comes next and what it all means Head over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.